Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host Coco or Cornelia Cornelia Slunsky. Today was a big day for me. Today is October 17. I'm not really sure when is this episode going to air. Probably, maybe even next week. We'll see how fast uh, we're going to be with the editing. But I woke up verified on Instagram today and I just had to, you know, give it a proper... I needed to say this on my podcast as well because for everyone who is in the social media world and who is just trying to build a brand and trying to build their presence... (laughs) on the internet knows how big of a deal is to get verified because we are it's like getting a promotion honestly and it doesn't you know some other people are going to say oh it's just a blue check mark don't be so superficial but for me this is something that I wanted so 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 long I had it on my vision board since 2020 and October 17 2022 here we are I will remember this day forever and Something else I wanted to add is I had a few exhausting weeks. I feel like every time I'm talking on my podcast, I'm just saying how exhausted and tired I am. But honestly, when you are an entrepreneur, you're working for yourself and you don't have a big team. Even when you do have a big team, it is exhausting to just constantly be responsible for everything. And just waking up today with that blue check mark was um, just just like a high five from the universe. So I wanted to give a little shout out to my blue check mark on Instagram and I will remember this date forever. A little bit about the episode. I had the pleasure of interviewing Kira Jones. Kira and I connected through Instagram. She is the founder of Cacti Wellness. And I wanted to record this episode with Kira to give you a few tips how can you incorporate wellness into your daily habits routines i know a lot of us are guilty saying that we don't have a lot of time that we have you know shit to do and there's like so much going on all the time but in this episode you're going to learn some tips and tricks from kira how you can actually implement working out and meditation and mindfulness into your daily routine. So if that's something you want to learn about, this episode is for you. So keep on listening. And before we jump into the episode, I wanted to ask you all kindly, if you can please leave a five-star rating and review for my podcast, it would mean so, so much to me. I hope you are enjoying the episodes and yeah, I love having you here and I wanted to, you know, just say thank you again, everyone. Let's now hear from Kira. Hi, Kira. Hello. Welcome to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. Oh, so excited to be here. It was a pleasure hanging out with you a few weeks ago when you were in Miami. We had a event together. You made everybody sweat. We had yummy food, healthy food, because we're all about being healthy and productive. I wanted to have you on my podcast for many reasons. I really want you to help girls kind of get into that mindset of working out and wellness and being healthy like that's not a chore like this is supposed to be an addition to your life and it's supposed to just like complement your life let's just start with you and tell everybody who you are all about cacti of course so i'm kira kira jones matusik now um i was recently married in May. So I have two last names. Now I'm still getting used to it. And we'll absolutely get into your elopement story because it is fantastic. Yes, it was so fun. So yeah, now I have two last names, but on Instagram, I'm just Kira Jones. I have 
Cacti Wellness, which is a membership-based platform, but it's also just like a community on social media. We have a website, we have an app, and the app is all video content. So we have meditations, workouts, and then productivity workshops. We really like to focus on this concept of productive wellness, as you were saying, Coco. So it's like really how to integrate that into your life. So it's not thinking of wellness as something separate, but it's really a piece of your everyday life. And it's what makes you able to perform highly in every other area. So um, yeah, that's what I'm really passionate about. The apps launched about a year and a half ago. Um, and I've seen a bunch of growth on social media over the last 10 months. So it's all been kind of like picking up from there, but it's been so fun to get to connect with, um, you know, people across the world, which is what's so crazy about <laughs> social media and the internet is that you're able to meet people from all over um, and really just share this method and lifestyle with them. Let's start with you personally. Uh, when did you get into wellness? Were you always athletic? Give me a little background of like who you are, where you grow up. Yeah, so I'm from Wisconsin, from Madison, which is like a college town. Um, most people that are there have something to do with the university, like someone's parents work there, my dad worked there. So that's where I grew up. It was a great place to grow up, four seasons, um, really like family oriented, I think just good Midwest values. But I always knew I wanted more and like a bigger life. I was super, you know, just excited about like Hollywood and New York and watched Gossip Girl and Sex in the City and the whole thing. I was like, I've got to be <laughs> in the middle of it all. Yeah, I feel like that's like the trajectory of people that move to a big city if you're not yeah. just born there, that way. And I always felt a little out of place. Like I felt kind of like dramatic and just too much all the time. And I think that was coming from me feeling too big for my space. Right. I would love to stop here for a second and talk about this because you feel like you want more and you feel like you're made for something, maybe not even better, but just different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just feel out of place and you talk to your peers, you talk to your friends and family and they're like, why don't you just, you're fine. Like you should just be mm -hmm. grateful with what you have. And there's a fine line being grateful for what you have and actually like pursuing your dreams. So when you realize that you want to do something more, did you have a lot of support around you or people didn't really understand where is this coming from? Yeah, I feel like then and and honestly, even now, I, I feel it it often is the same way, right? Like I have really good, I'm really fortunate that I have a really amazing family that is super supportive of me, but I feel that it's always been a bit of blind support because I'm doing something so different than, you know, even in just career path, like my mom is a teacher, my dad is a scientist, both very different careers than like being an entrepreneur. So mm -hmm. I think that in that sense. And also to your point of asking earlier, I wasn't athletic growing up. Like I did dance and um, theater and stuff like that. I was active, but I was not ever in sports. My family doesn't have a big focus on sports and like activities. So I kind of had all of these interests that were just not related to anything that I grew up with. And I think my parents, I was super lucky, were always like believed in me and were like, you have to believe in yourself. You Anything you want to do, you can do. But they weren't necessarily able to like guide me specifically because they had never mm -hmm. done what I was hoping to do. And so I think that that was a big piece of it. Like I had constant, they helped me build the confidence, but then the rest was up to me. And I feel that even now, like with friends and things like that, that are on a different path than I am, I do feel support from them, but I also feel like there's this bit of loneliness when you're doing something so different than other people, because it's like, 
even if people support you and love you, you don't really have someone to go talk about like the ins and outs of things too. That's mm-hmm. really going to understand it. So that's actually been a big thing for me lately is like finding friends like you, like finding people that mm-hmm. understand what you're going through and can really speak your language in that way. And I feel like if you even talk to your friends and family who are not in the same industry, and if you are, let's say if I'm complaining about video not performing well, other people are not going to understand why is this a big deal? Or people like you maybe are going to understand because you know how much time and effort we put into whatever we're building. And funny story, I, I'm i still here on a work visa and I have to renew my visa every two, three years, every three years. And when I was back in Croatia, I don't know when was that a few years ago. And then I had to like provide this huge binder of what I'm doing. And I just like put everything I'm doing in like just like a document. And I think that was the first time that my parents actually realized, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, I, I feel like they don't, they didn't even know what, what I'm trying to build or what is my story because they, don't, they they just don't see maybe the same vision you see. But the point is like, you can't have that stop you from not fulfilling your dreams and not going after what you want. If you just like, maybe feel like other people around you are not on the same path if that makes sense. I also feel like it's a super important piece of it. Like I was talking to my husband about this recently. He's also an entrepreneur. So he understands like the ebb and flow of sometimes you're making good money. Sometimes you're not making any money. Like you're just trying to kind of figure it all out. And it's interesting now that I, my career is more established and my business is more established and there's like something to show for it. Like I can show with, Mm -hmm. you know, financials or numbers of people following me. Like there's more information out there now, but it's like, I was doing this for completely free, making $0 for four years. And like Mm -hmm. now everything's great. But like at all of those years, it's not that people didn't believe, but they just can't understand. They don't, they can't think it's possible that all of a sudden you're going to see this growth and make a career out of it. So they're looking at it like, Oh, fun hobby. This is really Mm -hmm. cool that you're doing this, but you have to keep that vision in your own head of like, no one else has to get it. I just have to know what I'm doing and like keep going, you know? And I think eventually mm-hmm. it all pays off, but you have to be okay with people not understanding. Older generations just can't really understand that we can, you know, monetize what we're doing. Like when I was starting with makeup, my parents were like, why don't you just get a real job? Just get a job that you work, you know, work, get a real job, work for someone else instead of like, you know, it's just like they grew up in such a different time. Yeah, sometimes it's just hard to find that support. But like, as you said, you have to like believe in yourself and push that through. So let's, uh, let's talk about cacti. How did that come along? First of all, I love the name. Can you tell us more about the name? Yeah, I always get this question. I wish I had like a better answer. But basically, I just had heard like, you know, whatever you name something people I think I heard this on the Skinny Confidential podcast, like literally four years ago. I love that podcast. And she was I know it's so good. It's always been good. And she was talking about how she named I think I can't remember who maybe it was a guest on someone was talking about how they named their company. Mm-hmm. And they were the, the point was that basically like whatever you call your company, people will eventually just know it is that and they're not going to think so much about the name. So like, it's better to just name it, you can always rebrand because I was like, I don't want to call it Kira Jones something like I wanted it to be its own name and its own business. So I was driving back from Arizona to LA, it's like a five hour drive. And I was just driving by all these cactus cacti. And I was like, Oh, that's like kind of catchy and heard like that if you use um you know, two syllable words that have like a lot of consonants, it's easier to remember. Mm -hmm. 
So I was like, okay, cacti, that's what it's going to be. And everyone always asks why. I'm like, there's really not a, not a good reason. It just was like came to me. <laughs> and I have to absolutely compliment your uh, aesthetic on cacti and also your personal page. It just looks so beautiful, but please continue. <laughs> Thank <laughs> continue you. Yeah, cacti. no, we, so that's the other thing. Like, I think I knew I really liked branding and marketing and like, that is my side of the business a hundred percent. Like I, I like doing it for a personal brand. I like helping other people with it. I did a lot of freelance marketing um, before I started my business. So like I had helped people literally create their logos, create their websites, like do all of those things. So that part of it is just really fun. It's my creative outlet for sure. Um, but the way that the idea really came about was I was working, I knew I wanted to do something in wellness. I was working at Equinox in sales. I was selling gym memberships. And that was my first job out of college. And I was seeing all, I was meeting all of these like incredible people, super high performing entrepreneurs, people working at startups. Um, and they would be coming into the gym and, you know, working out really hard and then going to their jobs or going to run their companies. And I would just be like, so in awe, like super nice people that were having this great workout and just taking like incredible care of themselves, super busy. Um, it just felt like they were really doing something with their life. And I was like, this is so cool. And why is this not the norm everywhere? Like all across the country, all across the world. Why can't we all feel like this? Like it should Let be. Let me just uh, stop for context. How old were you back then? And how old are you now? Okay. So I'm 26 now. When this was all happening, I was 21. 21. Mm -hmm. I graduated. And what did you, what did you go to school for? I went to school for PR and advertising. So like marketing based stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at that point, social media wasn't as big of a thing. So we didn't even have classes on social Mm -hmm. media or anything like that. Even though now that would probably be like the majority of it. Most of my school was like print, trying to get into print publications. I was just like, we've got to be able to find a way to kind of teach people that like, if you work out and meditate and take care of yourself, you have all this extra energy to do so much more. And I think people's, you know, what I've really learned is that people's biggest excuses are time and motivation. And so when we're able to give people that by giving them something that's 20 minutes or less, I was like, how can we make this as bite-sized as possible? You can't really make an excuse that you don't have 20 minutes a day. Like everyone has that. And it's, it's giving you kind of the innate motivation because you have a community aspect. You have videos that are just telling you what to do. You don't have to come up with your own workout. You don't have to come up with your own meditation. So we're really trying to take all of the work out of it and just help really busy, successful women continue to plug this stuff into their daily life. So when it comes to cacti, you were like, okay, I have this idea. And what was your next step? Like, did you know anything about building an app? Can you tell us more about the process or like, how did you even, you know, we all have these ideas in your head, but like, what did, what made you actually like go for it? Yeah. So actually it was a conversation. I would say like the biggest catalyst. So I've been having these ideas. I was like, I really want to start a business. I had gotten a blog up and running like a website of my own. This is while I was still working at Equinox. And so I started kind of like blogging on the side about these topics. Um, and I would tell my now husband, who at the time was just a friend, we weren't even dating about this. And he was running a company, his second company at that point. And he was like, I was saying, you know, my five-year plan, my five-year plan. And he's like, five years, like, why don't you just do that now? What do you, what do you mean? Five? What's going to change in five <laughs> years? That. It's going to make you ready to do it. And I was like, oh, okay. So within three 
no, I guess within six months of that conversation, I'd quit my job because I was like, okay, I'm such an all in or all out person. And I was like, and by the way, I had like my own thoughts on this too. It wasn't just like he told me to, and I did, Mm -hmm. but he kind of put it in my head. And then Six months he later, made it I was possible. Like, I to- he he made he made you like believe in yourself more than you did. And I have to, uh, again, stop here for a second. It's so important to, even though you guys were just friends at that time, it's so important to have a partner next to you that's going to support you. That is that is. I think that's what my mom taught me like your partner is the most important addition to your life not because of like you know uh, you're just gonna build life with him if you don't have somebody who's gonna support you and push you I mean I know for for my own example like my boyfriend is sometimes when I'm just like I'm scared I don't want to do this I want to give up and he's like come on like look at you look what all these things that you accomplished like you can do this it's like you're made for so much more so I just want to point out that it's so important to have somebody next to you that's gonna be there for you and support you even though they might not do the same things as you but they have to just like push you because i know a lot of girls who like have this issue when they their partners are just like maybe they don't appreciate their work totally or i think it's also to, it's what you said at the beginning like he said something where i was like you don't need, we aren't even in this point we weren't even together and it's like you believe in me that much that you're like you want to start a business just start it like it just mm-hmm. gave me this safety net of like, oh, people think I could do that. And and I, at the time, like I was saying, was 21, 22. Like I didn't have anything to show really to myself, like to prove to myself that I would be successful in doing that. And it gave me just a little push to say, okay, if someone else is going to believe in me that much, like I better believe in mm-hmm. myself that much. Like it would be kind of crazy mm-hmm. not to, you know? So I think that mm-hmm. that was, it's just like a great perspective shift to see yourself through someone else's eyes. So yeah, that kind of got me going. And then I um, quit my job at Equinox and started like full-time freelance marketing so that I had more time for cacti and kind of building that out. But then it was another, and t- so that was probably, I'm trying to think of the timeline here, like 2019, So still a year before the pandemic. And then it wasn't until the pandemic hit that I started to bring everything online. So I started to create a bunch of video content right after kind of COVID started because you remember it was the era of like, everybody's doing live workouts every day. Like there was so much live content. And I was like, okay, I have this idea. And in order to keep up with like the changing landscape, I need to get videos online so that people can watch this content. Um, and eventually like within six months of starting to put things on a website, my website was like crashing every day cause it couldn't <laughs> hold the video content. Like I was just really bootstrapping it, like putting it together as well as I could. And, you know, again, another come to Jesus conversation with my husband, he was like, at this point we're dating and he's like, you need an app. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like your website, no website is going to be able to host all these videos. Like you need to figure it what, out. And what so- hosting a platform did you use at that time? When you I were was building Wix, which I actually really like if people are looking to build a website, I really think that that's a great tool. That's I love it. Um, mm-hmm. But it just for video, it doesn't have the capacity to hold like crazy data. I just want to jump in here, share my experience with websites. If somebody is interested in hosting something, I think Squarespace is really good for somebody who doesn't want he does. You don't want to work a lot. When it comes to your website, you just want a template. You want to just put some stuff in and that's it. Wix is more customizable, I think. You can move things around and make it whatever way you want. I also have, I feel like I have, I try to build a website on every hosting site. Uh, WordPress is amazing if you have a developer and they're taking care of your website 100%. I had my website on WordPress 
it was not good for me because I just didn't know how to use it. Like I had this gorgeous website just sitting there. I didn't even know how to change a photo. So like, doesn't really make sense. You need to also be able to use it if you're building your own website. So you had Wix and then you're like, this is not really cutting it, especially for video. Video is taking so much. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like the servers literally can't handle it. And so I actually still do have a Wix site that I use as like my landing page and like my sales Mm -hmm. page and all of that. Um, But we ended up working with Vimeo, which is what like insider tip. This is what most Mm -hmm. of these uh, trainers use. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Most like most people that you see a bunch of workout or video content on a, an app it's created through Vimeo and they, you basically make an investment and then they will completely develop your app. But um, a lot of them are kind of the same. They're not that customizable. So it, it was an amazing first step. I think that like as we grow, I'm starting to think of all these features that I want to add in. Mm-hmm. And those aren't as easy to add in through Vimeo. So there may need to be a shift at some point. But it's a great way to like get a lot of video content. And then you really have a true app in your app store that's completely yours. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like the kind of the path of least resistance that was still the most legitimate. Like I was able to really put something up pretty quickly. I think it was 90 days from the time that I signed contracts to partner with them until the time that it was all live. Um, but yeah, it, it was, that was like such a crazy process. Cause then all of a sudden you just one day go into the app store and you're able to like fully search your app, which is a pretty cool feeling. So when it comes to cacti and your workouts, tell me more about like the concept it's they're all pretty short you said like 20 minutes i mean not short but like they are effective workouts that you can do at home when i mean there's so many apps out there and so many people who work out why do you think that yours is different or why did you you know everybody needs to have that like differentiating factor what do you think it's different cacti versus everything else Yeah. So I think, I mean, number one is that I created the platform completely based upon my actual routines. So everything that you see on the app is something that I'm actually doing. I actually have done. I follow the workouts all the time. Um, and what I found was personally, I like to work out for about 20 minutes a day and that's how I can stay consistent. And that is like our biggest message of all is consistency. And it's not about you know, going to something like a Barry's class that's super, super hard, but then you can't move for three days and you're not going to get another workout in. Like this is putting in those, you know, micro steps every single day to lead up to kind of this big lifestyle change. And, um, the workouts themselves are low impact. They're really all level. Like anyone could do them. You can make them harder or easier by adding weight. I cue a lot of that during the workouts, but, um, that's what's nice about them is like you can kind of start where you're at and then work up from there and continue to use them again. And then I think the meditation and mindfulness piece is a big piece of it too, because to me, well, first of all, our meditations are super different than what you'll find on other apps because it's more about like visualizing and manifesting and it's very active. It's not sitting in silence and trying to clear your mind. It's really like thinking about how to become the best version of yourself. So I think that that makes them really different, but it's also it, I think those things work so closely together. And I know that they do because you're able to kind of like we were talking at the beginning, like not everyone has mm-hmm. to believe in you, but if you start to ingrain those feelings into your body every single day, it's going to make a shift in your life. And so that's really what I believe and it's what I practice. And so that's what's on the app. I want us to figure out a way here for those girls who are completely like, you know, they're not meditating, they're not working out, they want to start, but they just don't know physically how to do it. I 
I even have a friend, you met her the other day, Allison. She's like, oh, I need to start meditating. I need to start meditating. I'm like, okay, so I sent her your app. I sent her some like YouTube videos. I sent her like a bunch of stuff and she just like didn't start. Do you have any advice for people who they know they need to do it? They know they need, I mean, even me, like currently I'm not really working out as often as I should because like I'm traveling a lot, I'm moving around a lot, but I know that like whenever I'm settled, I'm going to work out again but also like i could just like after this podcast i could just like you know work out for 20 minutes but probably i won't because right now that's not my priority Mm -hmm. so do you have any advice for girls who want to get you know to that next level being their best self and working towards their dreams but they're just like they're still not doing it yeah two things that i find super effective one is is a challenge. So if you give, even if it's like, you know, something that you give to yourself or something that you join, we host them on the app, but there's so many places that you could kind of like get involved with a challenge like this, or you could even just tell your friend, like, let's do this challenge together and start small, start with something that is really doable to you. Let's say like, if you never meditated before, don't try to start with a 10 minute meditation. It's going to be extremely challenging and you're not going to want to do it the next day. Start with a minute, like literally one minute, because you might be like, oh, that's not a lot of time, but it's like, well, that's more than zero. So it's better Mm -hmm. to start somewhere. So here's a great tool actually that everyone could do. Start a seven day. I need to talk to Allison after this. (laughs) Start a seven day (laughs) meditation challenge. And on the first day, meditate for one minute on the second day, meditate for two. So on and so forth until mm-hmm. you reach seven days and you meditate for seven days, the seven minutes, the seven day. So um, it's like super doable. You'll kind of build the momentum and you'll be like, okay, I did it yesterday so I can do it today. And then the other thing I would say is accountability. And that can look a couple different ways. I'd say the two easiest things are if you can do something in person, it's really, really helpful. Like if you wanted to be, you know, working out three times a week, schedule those classes out. And I know that's kind of directing people away from the app, but if you're trying to build a a habit, it's really important to get Mm -hmm. in person and have like somewhere that you're going, someone that's expecting you. Maybe if you're paying for the class, that can be really helpful because you don't want to lose the money. Um, Things like that is a good form of accountability. And another one is just telling, having someone that you tell that you know will check in with you or even telling It's like an accountability buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I when I was in my high peak working out days. I mean, I still have my calendar reminders that I should be working out right now. But it's always nice to see it in your calendar. And you're like, okay, I should, I should be doing this now instead of like scrolling through TikTok or whatever. And I have to say, when you were in Miami for uh, our workout, I couldn't walk for two days after because I'm like so out of shape. But that workout seemed like, you know, I can do this. I can do this all the time. Like it's, you know, some squatting, some like no weights. And I promise you, okay, I'm gonna do a pact with you right now. I will do your workout this afternoon and I will report back. Okay. I I think that's a good point. Oh my God. Okay. We just made Um, accountability buddies. I want to talk about these productivity workshops that you also have on the app. I love that you pretty much just like give like a guide of how to use these tools that we all kind of need sometimes, like even Google Calendar. Some people are not really, you know, they don't know how to use Google Calendar or Notion or Asana. Tell me more about the productivity part. Yeah, absolutely. And we're actually working on a bunch of new videos for this section. So there should be a lot of fun stuff coming soon. But basically, we have a couple of different types of workshops in there. But mostly what I focus on is things that involve time management, goal setting, and then how to use software. So things like Google Calendar, things like Notion, which I know Coco and I both really like, Mm -hmm. um, different 
project management. I mean, to me, it's like, it doesn't matter which one you like, but just find one, learn how to use it and then stick to it. And that's really important for organization and, you know, task management and project management and all of that. And so what we really focus on doing is again, under 20 minutes, just running through high level with like screen share and all of that, how you use the tools so that you could watch a couple, maybe spend an hour of time on the app, learning how to use a couple things. And then you can really immediately implement that and start to use Google Calendar or use, um, you know, we're about to make one for Notion, like any of these mm -hmm. different tools. And the idea is, again, going back to what I said at the beginning with time management and consistency, like people's biggest excuse is they don't have time. So we teach you where to find the time in your schedule and how to make some of your processes more efficient so that you can do more in your day and then work the eventually work the workouts and meditations in. When you started your business, were you on your own in the beginning or you had somebody helping you? It was just me for quite a while. Yeah. Who was your first hire? Like when, when you, okay, you, you have everything, you, you set up your company and you want to, you know, hire somebody now where to start? Like, how did you know who you needed to hire first? Yeah. So I don't, I mean, hiring is so difficult and I think that's something that I wasn't prepared for. Um, you know, finding mm -hmm. people isn't necessarily the hard part, but finding the right people takes trial and error. And I thank God I've always, you know, had like good personal relationships with people that I've worked with. I've never had like a horror story or anything like that, but it is just finding people that are, have the time, are as committed as you are and have the right skill set. And so the first hires that I made were always surrounding, I had a couple different like interns and assistants that were all basically like another version of me. So they were mm -hmm. able to just take on overflow work. If I were to do things again, I don't know that I would have done that. I think I would have rather, I should have hired originally someone that could take some of the things off my plate that I wasn't good at and do those better so that I could then focus on, but I was scared to let go of control. So I was always hiring someone that was kind of like a junior version of me that would be able to just, I could teach them how to do a few things. And then they did all the, some of the social content and things like that. Um, if I could do it all over again and what I have now would be like someone to take over some of the data stuff, someone to take over some of the finance things, like things that I'm not good with that now I have help with. You said something very important is that you were kind of scared to give up control. Yeah. How did you finally just like give control? Because I even see, you know, when I, I have my page, my Coco Beauty page, and I have my Bougie Best Friend, at some point I was thinking hiring somebody to do that page so I yep. can like focus more on my Coco page. But I didn't do it. Like I was, I was this close of hiring someone and I'm like, I actually like, I, I, I want to still be in control. And that's something that I should, you know, learn how to take a step back and have somebody else take over. So how do you learn how to delegate? Part of it is just as a founder and someone that is passionate about their brand and, you know, perfectionist maybe about their reputation and things like that. It's, it's going to be hard because it's like your baby and you don't want you're scared mm -hmm. that something's going to be posted that you didn't want or things are mm -hmm. not going to be done the perfect way. But one thing that helps me is like, no one is going to pay as much attention as you are. And so if something went a little awry, by the time you see it and delete it, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing is when in like a more tactical way, when I hired on Caroline, who does our Cacti Wellness Instagram, it was very gradual. Like at first I was still making all of the graphics and she was just scheduling them out. And then she started to get a better idea for how we made them. And I kind of taught her that slowly and then she would try some. And so it was this very like slow transition because that's what mm -hmm. I was comfortable with. 
Um, and then eventually, I honestly just got so busy that I was like, I need you to handle it. Like, just, I just, like, just take care of it anymore. <laughs> Please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And at that point, I trusted her and now she does it. So yeah. it's, I think part of it is just like, eventually, I was like, I literally can't do this. It didn't seem as important mm-hmm. eventually, because there was other things that were taking up more time. But mm-hmm. I think also like, making consistent goal lists for yourself about larger pieces of your business and thinking like, what could I do with the time that I'm spending on this if I were to able to give this time up to somebody else? And that would always really, it still does. I do this often. Like, okay, what am I doing right now that someone else could be doing that doesn't have to be Kira Mm -hmm. doing? Mm -hmm. And for example, like something that will never, well, eventually could be someone else. But at this time, if I'm filming videos, I have to be the one behind the camera. So like, mm-hmm. I know that's a good use of my time because that's literally like what my job is. That's, but yeah. then, mm-hmm. you know, editing those videos doesn't need to be me. I liked to because I liked them a certain way, but now someone else does it and they're great. So mm-hmm. it's just, I think finding like, what could you let go of and gain a few hours back and then getting excited about what you're going to do with that newfound time. And then you'll be like, okay, I should delegate this. I don't need to be doing all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. What would you say for people who maybe they need extra help, but they don't have the money to pay somebody? Yeah. So if you have a um, registered business, like an LLC or an S Corp, if you've done that, then you can, with most schools, apply to be part of their internship program. And so my advice, and I've done this before, is find schools in your area and like colleges in your area and ask, get in touch with whoever's running their internship programs, ask if you can list your company um, and some job roles. And a lot of times you can find unpaid interns and they'll get school credit. Um, There's usually some, like the school usually has a way to vet your company and make sure it's legitimate, Mm -hmm. but there's easy ways to get involved with those programs. And so I think that that's a great way if you can't pay anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. You just have to know that when you take on an intern, like it's your job to teach them as much as it is their job to do the work. So it's not mm-hmm. necessarily just like someone that can hand it all over, but it's a great yeah. interim yeah. tool. A hundred percent. I remember when I was starting with my beauty career, I was, I was so hungry to be just around people who are doing what I want to do later on. And I was applying, you know, I, I was literally DMing every successful makeup artist at the time. And I was like, hey, I would just love to shadow you. I would just love to be on set. And, you know, sometimes I was working 12 hour shifts and getting paid $100. But the knowledge you gain from people is mm-hmm. it, it, you, you can't even, you know, it, it's so important. And as you said, like sometimes when you have interns, you're going to spend more time teaching them how to do stuff. But that's a part of the exchange. It's like you give them credits, they help you out. And then maybe later on, you're going to grow together. And I think that's that it's a really good way to like ask for help. Um, you said that your boyfriend at the time, actually friend at the time, now husband, he was helping you a lot with, you know, just like motivating you and all that. But is he a part of the business at all? Does he help you in any way? Yeah, so we actually have really um, complementary skill sets. So like, I'm very creative and good with you know, writing and marketing and all of that side of things. He's really more number driven. And Mm -hmm. so he definitely helps with some of the data stuff. um, And just like giving me recommendations on that side. And then also just like moral support and, you know, helping me Mm -hmm. in that way. He, 
he's definitely, we both help each other on our businesses when need be, but it is hard to work with your significant other. And some people do it and it props mm-hmm. to them. Like for us, at least with our own businesses, it's, it's not like we mm-hmm. can't, it's not like I'm pulling him on full time. Um, yeah. but he's, it's super nice to have him as a resource. And there's certain yeah. things where like, if I didn't have him, I'd probably have to hire someone else. So it's like, you know, free work in that way. And he is, you know, mostly just like so supportive and will come and do heavy lifting when we have like, I'm sure Coco, when you just did your merch drop, you can completely understand this, but it's like, I give, Mm -hmm. and with content creation, it's like, I have so many boxes and just like things and like, I'd say his biggest job is like moving everything to our storage unit, which he so does with a smile. And I'm like, thank God, (laughs) because I don't want to do that. So yeah, he's somewhat involved. Yeah, I would love to hear about your elopement. Tell us everything. First of all, the yeah. photo, you, your wedding was in vogue. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. So everything. we basically we got engaged. All right. So I'll give the full timeline because mm-hmm. I've kind of referred to him as like a friend and now husband. So basically, we were friends for like two years ish, and then started dating when we lived in LA. Moved to New York, and then we got engaged in February of this year. So we got engaged in February, and to me, and to oh, him, wow. I wait, think, but it's what actually... is now? Now is October. Okay, that was that was just yeah. So this we year. were only engaged for like two months. Yeah. Wow. Epic. Yeah, because when we got engaged, I was like, I just want to be married. Like to me, the point. It's not, we'd live together. There was nothing really to like change, and I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want a big wedding. I don't need all this time to plan. So I just want to get married. And so we ended up deciding to elope in Lake Como in Italy. And it was literally just the two of us. And then we brought my photographer who I is like a close friend. Um, mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, that's basically the story. We did it on the boat in the middle of Lake Como. It was super romantic and fun. And I think if you are in a position where like your families don't really care and they're just like kind of hands mm-hmm. off with your wedding decisions, it was a great thing to do. Um, but I know I'm lucky because some people's families want to be super involved. And so like mm-hmm. to each their own. But for me, it was the perfect thing. It was like so stress-free. It was very intimate. And yeah, it was great. Did you have any other parties for your... Because I, I, a lot of girls listening to this podcast are in that age. Maybe, you know, they are thinking of getting married to their significant other or not. And there's a lot of these discussions, like, should we spend all this money, you know, for a night <laughs> or should we maybe invest it into our future and i remember when i was growing up i was like i'm gonna have the biggest wedding ever oh, totally s- you know and now i you know i'm not you know i'm not there yet that i need to make those decisions but i don't think that i would i don't think i would spend all that money on a wedding i think i would keep it small yeah that was my kind of it's so funny because it's what you said exactly like I remember being little and going to weddings of like my mom's friends or whatever and telling my mom I'm gonna have a huge wedding I'm gonna wear I wanted one of those dresses that was like tight on the top and then like poofed out all the way down and like I was like a princess ball gown like I wanted to be a princess yes and then now it's like I literally couldn't have cared less about all of those those pieces of it which I think partially is like I just knew it was, it made me feel like I was doing it for the right reasons. Like I really mm-hmm. just care about being married, but also to your point, it was like, we just came out of COVID. So basically three years of weddings are happening this year. So to find a mm-hmm. venue was a nightmare. Um, I'm in New York, so it's obviously very expensive to book anything. And mm-hmm. we did end up having a family like reception back in New York with 
20 people, 25 people. And we did like a cocktail hour and a DJ. And so I still got to have like the wedding feeling mm-hmm. um, on a really small scale. But yeah, for me, I think my way of thinking about it was that A, it was hard to justify putting that much money into something that wasn't my business. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I think Mike felt the same way. And then B, like we, I didn't want to be stressed out. I didn't want to be stressed about planning it. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to take the fun out of the moment. And I mm-hmm. was like, planning a wedding to me would be very stressful. So I'm going to do the least stressful thing I can think of, which is like mm-hmm. not really plan much. And we did have um, a travel agent that was like helping us with all of this stuff for the actual Italy trip. But, you know, that was like, easy and mm-hmm. chill and she it wasn't really like planning a whole wedding i love that i think this is a really valuable piece of information for girls who are maybe in the same boat and actually my brother is getting married next year and we we just started like talking about all the plans and planning everything and he's like oh i have to invite these people i have to invite those people i haven't seen them in a year but they're gonna get upset if i don't invite them so i I don't know, like he's still back in Croatia. So I think for them, it's a little more traditional than here in the US. But I'm completely with you. Like I I can't justify spending, you know, however amount of money on a wedding. Meanwhile, maybe you're still renting or you don't have a car or you don't. I don't know. It's just like different priorities. Well, it's Um, so true. Things have changed so much. Like when our families were, you know, when our parents were getting married, it was a everything was way cheaper wedding the whole idea of like a wedding wasn't so blown out of proportion where now everything's at like such a crazy premium but also Mm -hmm. you know the economy was just different lifestyles were different like usually people were like buying a house at the same time that they were getting Mm -hmm. married and that's why you had a registry like someone was asking if I was going to have a registry I'm like I live in a one-bedroom apartment in New York I cannot have any more stuff like I literally can't we can hardly fit our stuff in our cabinets like I don't need anything else it's just so funny it's like so different than how and I have all my PR packages coming in (laughs) totally like please no more boxes (laughs) Kira this was wonderful I really really I love you as a person, by the way, and as a founder and everything you guys are building. And I'm so grateful you came down to Miami to do an event with us. And I would love everybody to try your app and your workouts. Can we do a little code or something for like a free month? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, totally agree with and second everything you just said. I feel like our communities are so aligned. So I'm excited to get everyone on the app. You can use code bougie and i'm sure that coco can put it in the um i'll put everything in the show notes okay yeah but i will um make sure that that code is activated so you can use code bougie and it'll give you a free 30 days on the app kira thank you again please tell everybody where they can follow you and your all your socials and all that Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Kira Jones, K-I-R-A Jones. And then we also have our Cacti Wellness Instagram, which I think is a great follow if you want, like, you know, more of that motivational content, some of the lifestyle inspo. It's like a beautiful Pinterest board. And then we also are Cacti Wellness. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Caroline does such a good job with it. It's like so aesthetic. And then um, Cacti Wellness on TikTok. If you want to, we're, we're, we're working on TikTok. We are no Coco, but we are trying on TikTok. So <laughs> I would really appreciate you guys following along. <laughs> I will reach out this evening and report back which uh, workout Yay! I did on your app. Yes. Yeah, you have to let me know which one. 
<laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to Kira and Bougie Best Friend Podcast. As always, please leave a five-star rating and review. If you found this episode useful, share it with a friend, uh, sign up for Cacti, and I'll see you in the next episode.